Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks to Craig Heiss for the update. Welcome back to Grant and Danny. Must be nice, by the way, up 95 in Baltimore. The Orioles just making little moves, making their good ball club better. One of the more exciting organizations in Major League Baseball going into the season. They go get lefty Cole Irvin from Oakland, where he's 28 years old with the A's this past year, pitched to a sub-four earn run average in the American League. And they'll add, they'll add the lefty their rotation. It's got to be fun time to be an Orioles fan. There was a while where we were the, the team We in the were fun, yeah. That was having the good time, and the Orioles looked at us with envy. Oh, how the tables have turned. The shoe is on the other foot, which has dropped. Oh, man. They had to go through it a little bit, right? They had to wear it for a lot of years. You could say that. So, well-earned if you're an Orioles fan. It's going to be fun. That, By the way, the, the uh, I almost called it the NFC East. I'm sure that's what it is. The AL East, still a buzzsaw, by the way. It is still an absolute minefield of excellent baseball teams. The thing about the AL East is you got, you got the Orioles up and coming and the Yankees and the Red Sox. But then you, know, you got to like what you saw this year out of the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, too. I deserve that. You do. Good management. Brian Dable's coach of the year. That's what we're talking about. Damn it! Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you guys. Uh, news of the day, just off the top here, the Panthers have a new head coach. They have chosen Frank Reich over Steve Wilkes. Those were the finalists. Wilkes did a great job as their interim head coach. Reich, after interviewing a bunch of candidates, including Sean Payton, Gets the call. He says yes. He is the new head coach in Carolina after they blew out Matt Rule last year. I like this hire. I'm also ready to rule on the rest of these jobs is terrible. Did you see that Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, uh-huh. was interviewing for a couple of these jobs, was the front runner to land the Cardinals head coaching job. He has pulled his name and said, I'm going to stay in Dallas. What a stain that is on the Cardinals. You got Ben Johnson, who is the OC in Detroit, who did it last week. Dan Quinn this week. I'm not going to be surprised if others do the same. If I was D'Amico Ryans, who's the hottest name in coaching right now, or Mike Kafka of the Eagles, I would think long and hard before I took one of these jobs right now. Because we went through this, but all of them have a major wart right in the middle of your face. You start to think about it, right? It's one of those things where will my candidacy be diminished by waiting? And for some of these guys, the answer might be yes. Right, like Detroit doesn't have a great track record of success. They played well for half a season, basically, under Dan Campbell and company. Is Jared Goff going to play at a top 10 level again next year? Is your offense going to be as good? Are you going to be able to sustain the momentum and get to the playoffs? Like Those are real questions. And I think those are good ones. If I'm I'm Ben Johnson, I'm going now. Even if it's to a bad job, I'm still going right now. If I'm with the Eagles, if if I'm Kafka, I'll wait, thanks. I'll hang out. I, I'm not saying a, a nothing but great jobs will open up because usually great jobs don't open up. It takes a Hall of Fame coach retiring in his prime. Like if Andy Reid retired tomorrow, Kansas City's a great job. You got Pat Mahomes and you know great organization. Most jobs that are available ain't great. 
there's a different level that these ones are right now. I think all Johnson bad. did the right thing. He'll he'll get a job next year. And if it's not next year, then eventually he'll he'll be hot again at some point. You know, maybe you sit out, next year goes really badly. Let's just say the Lions somehow go three and fourteen. And that's not gonna happen. I think they've built something that's going to be whether or not they sustain being one of the hottest teams in the conference like they were at the end of the year, I'm not sure. But I think they'll be competitive under Dan Campbell next year and could get back into the postseason. I think they've found something. They got good weapons. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. We didn't even we just scratched the surface with Jamison Williams. I, I like what they have with their offensive line. But let's say he takes a step back. Mm-hmm. He'll be back at some point, and it's still better than these gigs, man. The Cardinals, even if Kyler Murray was healthy, I think that job is fool's gold. I, I just there is something rotten there with Kyler Murray. There's just too much smoke, don't you think? Yes, hundred percent. There was smoke all last offseason. He and Kingsbury back and forth on the sideline, mic'd up for hard knocks a couple of times. It's just I don't love that. The Broncos, the Russell Wilson contract is an albatross. It looks like a, 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 who wants that gig? Look One of the what just worst happened to Nathaniel sports, Hackett. Yeah. And I don't think he was prepared or, or it doesn't seem like qualified. Uh, he looked like he was incompetent for much of the season. But I also think that job might bring you down a little bit. The Texans, they're hiring a head coach for a fourth straight offseason. Does anything else need to be said? They are, from a football operational perspective, they're the biggest disaster in the sport. I agree. Like, we, we've we got our own set of stuff here that, you know, we mix some bad football stuff in with the off-field stuff. Their football ops is 32 out of 32. Their owner is a goose. Yeah. And their GM, I know that, like, he looks great in a suit and says all the right things at press conferences. I'll admit, I've never met Nick Casario, and I don't know anything about him. He might be a brilliant next great GM in football. That guy looks like he is in over his skis as far as I'm concerned. I, I wouldn't trust him. He's sitting there interviewing me saying, you're my guy for the next five years. Did you tell David Cully that? Yeah. Did you tell Lovey Smith that? No thanks on that job. And the Colts, that culture, when I was watching Hard Knocks, I thought this is one of the top five to seven orgs in football. I'll tell you what scares me away from there is their owner. I just find Jim Irsay to be a wild card, man. He That's is, the best word for it. He is volatile, for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might get one shot at this. Do you really want to link up with him? Th- think about it. If, if you were, um, let's say you, well, let's just use Danny Ruiz as an example. All right. You've always wanted to to give it a go out in Hollywood trying to latch on, let's just say on like a comedy show, some type of sketch comedy show. Are you moving your family out to Hollywood Leaving this gig behind and doing that for like your buddy who's the biggest flake that you know. No, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying, and it's and that by the way, very decisions that I made. <laughs> Here I sit. I, I just I don't know if I could roll with. with yeah, I'm going to do all this, and and I'm just going to trust that Ursay is is going to be calm and practical. I don't know about that. Totally, these I mean, jobs are just bad. Yeah, the 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 level of promise. Versus delivery, I think there's there's a big gap. So the Hollywood analogy is perfect. But there is only 32 of these. And I understand why, in addition to making, in some of these cases, maybe close to $10 million a year, depending on who they hire, you know why you would do it. But if your goal is to be a head coach for 15, 20 years and win some Super Bowls, you better have success quick in this league. As, as we're saying, they're churning through these coaches every two and three years, you're getting fired. You better be careful where you land with that first job. Uh, people want to weigh in on the phone, so uh, let's wrap up our conversation about the 
Crew's gone wrong. Kevin's in Lanham on Grant and Danny. What's up, What's Kevin? What's up, Kevin? What's going on, man? I love you guys. Danny, I feel your passion. I am so pissed with this team. My team is the Redskins. I've grown, bred, raised a Redskins fan. I'm a season ticket holder. They try to email me that dumb cruise. I already knew it smelled funky. This is such a S show. They're such a joke. Like, like the thing that kills me, this is why I don't. I think the business side of the things suck. Ron Rivera never played for the Redskins. Jason Wright never played for the Redskins. Everybody involved in changing a name, making these decisions, no one has a passion or, uh, or have even been involved with or been a fan of this team. We're just hiring these, these people that just don't know nothing about the Redskin legacy, the Super Bowls and everything. And they're the ones that are making the decision on the name, the crest, the uniforms. They asked the fans for our input and they never took our input. It's, it's such an S show. It's crazy. So you, you, you are singing a beautiful tone and song right there. That has been my biggest issue Issue with a lot of the things that have happened. You go back to the making the brand video. Is that what it was called? Yeah. When, when they were doing and eventually accidentally leaked uh, the, the never forget the helmet, the logo, the name, all that stuff. Oh, my God. When they were doing that, I, I remember one day just having a, a heart-to-heart where I said, I, this feels bad. Ron Rivera is a hired gun who's going to be here for a couple of years. In a grand scheme of this organization, he'll be here for a fleeting second, right? Jason Wright, nice man. And it seems like a smart man, I think, in in some regards. He's had a rough go of it here, right, at, at times. There's no doubt. But I, all my interactions with him have been positive. He's been a very good dude to me. I, I like Jason fine. Him sitting across from Ron Rivera debating the name that I'm going to be, as a fan, supporting, discussing, analyzing, mm-hmm. rooting for, whatever, for the next several decades that my kids are going to be, it'll all, it's all they'll ever know. My son, who's two, will never know the Redskins or the, or the uh, Washington football team or whatever. It's just whatever this thing is. Mm-hmm. The future being in the hands of a bunch of passerbys never was comfortable for me. I hated it. It, it drove me nuts. This is so important to me. It's so important to so many people here. And the, the folks that were controlling all of it and who decided on the name, decided on the logo, decided on the colors changing ever so slightly, decided on what to do with the song, all the stuff that we've now got to make work for us forever moving forward, they'll be gone. Ron Rivera will be the, the head coach of the Bears in 2027. And Jason Wright will, you know, might be a, a, a congressman or running some Fortune 500 company or, you know, working in the league office. I have no idea. Yeah. And you, you, you just look at what all these people are going to be doing. Almost none of them will still be here, as evidenced by the the list of executives that have left here, got here and left since the start of the rebrand to right now. You re- you mentioned one of the guys, the Misselbrook guy, Will Misselbrook, who, who's quoted as saying, "You know, we chose Commanders because it's about the a global name. It's not just a dumb animal. It's it's more than that. This is everything to us." Who are you, guy? With all due respect, where did you come from? What did you do before this? And do you know who Sutan McCullough is? Okay, <laughs> have you ever heard of? Um, Darnarian McCants. Because if you don't, get out! Don't tell me what the name's going to be 
if you don't remember the time that LeVar took a pick six back against the Carolina Panthers to save an 0-5 season. If you can't tell me while sitting there which coach got one year and got blown out because Dan Snyder didn't like him but had the team going in the right direction, I don't care what you think is global and what works or what doesn't. And now, this actually annoyed me. I just Googled this guy and see on his website he led the greatest rebrand in the history of sports because of the number of people who shared it on social media. How many rebrands have been done during the social media area? That's what we're claiming as the best ever because people tweeted about it? Whatever your metric. Uh, the, the Who best, yeah. is Darius Thompson? Who is N.D. Kalu? If you can't answer that, get out! Go home! When I was up 13-0 in Tampa Bay and Sean King was the quarterback of the Bucs and they came back to beat me 14-13, who was the safety with the pass interference? If you don't know, it's Liam on Evans. Get out! No one knows that. Mm. Very annoying to me. Yeah, it's Liam on Evans, guy claiming greatest rebrand ever, global guy. The stru- the structure was inherently wrong. The best case wasn't even good. To your point, right? So, like, at, at, by its nature, when you had somebody that was. Going to be temporary. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. We have lots of, lots of people go to lots of jobs. But the dude that's going to be here for two years, five years, seven years, ten years, shouldn't be the one renaming the company. You know what I mean? Like, if like think about if you're out there right now. Like, you work at Hewlett-Packard. I don't know why I picked Hewlett-Packard. I just I saw an HP somewhere. So, Hewlett-Packard. And, like, you're, you know, a fairly senior person. Like, hey, man, go ahead and rename Hewlett-Packard for us. It's been around for more than 100 years. But you've got the new name. And you're already shopping your resume and you're going to go to a consulting firm. Like, that was always flawed. But then you add in whatever this is, whatever next level of that. It's the, the, the fault that I had with it, there were, there were a thousand of them, but it was this they spoke and acted and behaved and lectured like, like consultants, right? Not like. People that understood, to your point, what was special about this thing or what fans liked and wanted and 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 whatever. It just, they thought of whatever the most consultanty thing was. And that's the language they were using. That's not how football people talk. Yeah. It's not how football fans talk. I don't care about your activations. I, I, I never activate anything ever again at any point in time. Never sell me an activation or an installation. Remember the Sean Taylor thing, the, the wireframe thing? You were like, what is an installation? You yelled at me about what an installation was. And I said, I still don't know. I know what it is. It's a mannequin. It's a, it, it's an not. installation is a mannequin. It's That's a wireframe mannequin with mismatched jerseys. Why do people care so much about Kurt Gavea? If you can't answer that, move along. <laughs> I'm serious I about know. this. I'm I not know. doing a bit. I know. And I'm not saying everyone that works here needs to be able to get a 100 on the Scantron. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if you get to be in that tight little group, if you get to be one of the people choosing the name, my name that I stick with. I'm still here. You come. You rearrange all my furniture. You you choose all the stuff that I get to cook you on. You light a match and my say, that's all for me. And then you just walk out of the house, and now I'm stuck dealing with all of the changes that you made. What did Alfred Morris do after he scored a touchdown? What was his celebration? If you don't know, I don't care what you think about activations. What lineman came to Brad Johnson's rescue in the 2000 playoffs at FedEx Field and got ejected for fighting Robert Porsche? If you don't know it, that it was Trent Johnson, go home. 
Get your activations elsewhere. <laughs> I'm not interested in what you think about the name, about the logo, about the this is why it's going to be. Who picked off Tony Romo to win the 2012 division title game and save the world? If you don't know it's Rob jo- Jackson, get out. You think Will Middlebrooks knows it was it was Rob Jackson? I bet you Will Middlebrooks, who's a sports historian, knows stuff. Misselbrook? Has no idea. Will Middlebrooks doesn't know it's Rob Jackson. And that's the problem. It is a problem. 800-636-1067 if you want to join us on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. Championship Sunday in just three days. couple of notes I'm seeing from some injury reports. Christian McCaffrey of the 49ers says there is a 0% chance he's not going to play in the game. There's not a whole lot of mystery with these injuries this week as players are not playing the games that their coaches want them to play. Like week five, guys play coy. Yeah, I'm not really sure. We'll see how I feel. Not this week. Patrick Mahomes came out right away and said, there is no way I'm not playing. Christian McCaffrey doing the exact same thing, saying zero chance that I will not be on the field. And by the way, Mahomes, he was at practice yesterday, uh, spoke after the practice, and said, He's advanced way better than he expected to. Now, hmm. I'm going to channel my expectations a little bit here until I see him moving around pregame, but he is talking a pretty big game. Like he could be downplaying this. Hey, it's a high ankle sprain. I'm sore. I'm, I'm not feeling great. He's not doing that, and it speaks to his confidence, too, because a lot of times you can just make it easier on yourself when you're playing hurt and make it clear how Yeah, this is bothering feel. me, yeah. He's doing the opposite of that. It totally is. I I sort of now, at any kind of injury update, it's now become, I don't know what the right term is for this, but it's now become standard to, to declare yourself ahead of schedule. Like, nobody's ever just on schedule. Nobody's ever behind schedule. Everybody's has to be ahead. Otherwise, are you even rehabbing, bro? So th- I think that's the pathology at play here. I kind of, I'm with you. I won't necessarily treat this as gospel. It is telling that he's saying that. You want to outwardly project confidence for your teammates. You don't want to be like, yeah, I'm pretty uncertain. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. It's going to be really hard. I won't be myself, certainly, so I don't know if we have a good chance. He's projecting strength at this point. I'll see what it looks like in the first quarter. Let's go to Judy in Virginia on Grant and Danny. What's up, Judy? How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. What's up, bud? Uh, yeah, Grant, you, you echoed my sentiments You know, completely about pretty much what I guess a bunch of consultants have done to this team. And how the botch that was the name, and I and I and, and it's and it gets frustrating because when I even look back last year, that was probably the last chance that the front office had to really do something, and you know they botched it, and I almost couldn't believe it because the name was initially leaked, you know, before we got to see the other leak that we saw, and I refused to believe the first one, and then I saw the second one, so you know. I just hope that whatever owner buys this team just goes ahead and just really actually goes full on in, clean slate. I want to rebrand this team again. I don't care how much money it costs. Fans would enjoy anything to just, you know, wash away the decades of incompetence. And before I go, Alfred Morris always hitting the end zone with a touchdown with a swing of the baseball bat. There it is. It's a great lead. Thank you, man. If you were in the room, you could help out a little bit. You could have been a Nassan over there. Let's go to Devin and rest it on Grant and Danny. Devin, the, the cruise got canceled. Danny's fired up about it. I, I can't really work up a lather on that one, but someone did just, uh, they pulled the nerve for me 
which is you had a button pushed. The, the just the the lack of people who care and have institutional knowledge about the the history. That one always gets to me. What's up, Devin? Yeah, well, just kind of hitting on that. Um, I'm born and raised here in Northern Virginia. I will admit, I am a Giants fan, so I I uh, I will keep that you know up front. I really love watching you guys. I love listening to you guys every every day. Um, I did want to say I got a call from the Commanders today about purchasing season tickets, um, and I told the nice young lady on the phone that I was a, a Giants fan, and she continued to try to sell me season tickets after the fact. I think that kind of just harps on what you guys were talking about, about the lack of like institutional respect and uh, an appreciation of the history. I mean, I don't think she knows who, you know, Cornelius Griffin is or, you know, Andre Carter, you know, anything like that, uh, Antoine Randall L. So I think it kind of hits home on what you guys are talking about. There's no respect for the history of the organization, the people making decisions and trying to call the shots don't really care. They're just upset with uh, that bottom line. So keep it up, guys. Stay, stay tough. Appreciate you, bro. It definitely went that way. I mean, and that's going to happen. When you clean house and you bring in the smartest people that are running the, the most successful companies, now all of a sudden they care about just something that's different. Activations, social media engagement, you know, whatever it is. I don't know what their goals are, their guidelines are. Mm-hmm. But it is less about the team. And I don't know if every salesperson who's trying to sell tickets needs to know all the things that we're talking about. But I I do think, Danny, there is something to be said for. If you call someone and they say, hey, I'm a fan of the Giants, let's just move along, right? Yeah, I would joke. I'd go, oh, well, do you still want tickets? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. You have a great day. (laughs) Just in case they said yes. That's probably enough to know there. I mean, But they they don't necessarily care. I don't know that they should. I mean, they're just trying to meet a quota or whatever and make their money, put food on the table. But... That speaks to getting to the point where we are, where they're, they're having to beg people for yes. tickets. If if this job was easy and the team was good, they wouldn't have to try to get the Giants fan to buy season tickets because the fans would just be calling them and there'd be a list. This is how it used to work. Indeed. Now they they got they can't beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, we couldn't get them when I was a kid, and now I'll never go. So that's a pretty stark contrast, I'd say. Um, the I've tried to give you no fewer, I would say, over the years working together than tickets 20 times. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. And you have never accepted those. That offers. is correct. In fact, Brian LaFamina, when he was here, he was very, very good at his job and was trying to repair the uh, the reputation of the team with uh, in the fan base and, and understood the value of, of local talk radio. He offered Danny at one point mm-hmm. on the air and then privately would routinely tell me he wanted to do it, a limousine... Uh, like, we'll give you a jersey, you put it on, you go into the limousine, we'll drive you to the stadium, we'll drive you home, we'll get wine and dine you, take you down to the field. Like, a whole experience. And you didn't go. Right. Which I think is ridiculous, but that's just something that happened. And he lasted seven months. Just to keep, just again, yeah, to keep they, an they idea. couldn't stand The guy it. that was good was here for seven months. Probably because I, he made that offer. Not <laughs> specifically that You offered one. who? What? That guy, no I, I way. I just mean his entire strategy was different than theirs. Yeah. He said, let's admit that we don't have a season ticket waiting list. And they said, well, that's a crazy whoa, thing Whoa, 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 what? He said, let's be nice to the radio station that talks about us for more hours a week than anybody else and is more influential in how people feel about us than anybody else. And they said, no, we hate those guys. Leave them. Don't try to be nice to them. Don't Don't talk to the junkies. He lasted three hours. Yeah. Seriously. We joke around. Yes, he was really good, and he was gone in seven months. We should never forget that. 
And then he went on to to basically help a city try to get the Olympics. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah. He went from working from the NFL to bringing the Olympics to Los Angeles. And he's getting an entire, you know, metropolitan area, county, basically region of the country ready to host the Olympic Games. Pretty qualified. How how happy must he be to be out of here, though? I got a chance to speak to him, not this year, but I guess a year ago, a little more than a year ago. He's doing great. <laughs> he's thrilled. I would <laughs> Bobby's in Warsaw. What's up, Bobby? Well, guys, I tell you, I'm getting a little worried about you. I think this mess that is the Redskins, or excuse me, the commanders, they can't command it themselves, but has come to a head, and you may need professional help. Uh, perhaps uh, at least get some antidepressants, anti-anxiety medicine that the team really ought to pay for. But as we know, this team won't pay anything for anything except uh, washed-up uh, quarterbacks and uh, really uh, at least get a blood pressure cup, which I assume that's going to be up in the ozone somewhere if you do that. But I'm, t- I'm saying this not for uh, trying to condemn, but kind of a personal intervention with the problems that I know of being on the air and trying to explain this is having. Bobby's worried about us, Danny. Bobby, it, listen, you're right. That's the end of my response to you. You're right. Like I, I've, I've said this before. I, I really wish I could just sort of shut this part of my brain off or my or my heart, whatever part of me that does this. Like objectively, this is not a great thing to care about. This this football organization, right? They haven't really delivered an awful lot in decades. If I could shut it off, I would. I turn it off. I can't. So I'm just acknowledging that we're just doing the best we can with that. John's in McLean. What's up, John? How are you? Gentlemen, how are you? Good to talk to you. Good, buddy. Always enjoy the show. Um, I wanted to just share a quick story on the difference between customer service between the Caps and the Commanders. I went to a game two weeks ago with my son. We got there early. We went down to the boards. He caught a puck. I emailed the customer service rep just to say, hey, thanks. While I'm there, emailed them to say, thanks for the tickets. My son caught a puck. It's amazing. Halfway through the second period, he comes out of the tunnel and came up to us and gave my kid a shirt and a bobble. And then today, I took my, my son to uh, Taft's practice. Every person in the building who comes out of that back office on the other side of the rink, they all come by and say, hello, how you doing? Thanks for coming out. The, the service between an organization like the Caps and an organization like the Commanders, night and day. I think it's selling it. It's been that way for a long time. I, this is one area where I will defend what the current group has tried to do because I don't know enough about some of their behind-the-scenes plans, and it's certainly obvious that they have swung and missed a lot in their events and their, here's my word, ready? Activation. Ding. But I do think that they are, it is a very friendly group. You and I went over there, if you remember, on the week of the name reveal or a week after that or whatever, and we did a big event when they were kicking off at FedEx Field and having fans out for the first time. That's right, yeah. Do you remember how pleasant everyone was over there? Very and nice. We, we've talked about this, how excited they were about the name. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of these people were very young. They're a little older than Ryan, and they're high-fiving because the commander's name was awesome. And you know, They'd been there for months getting ready for this launch, and they're wearing commander's beanies and stuff. But it, everybody seemed to be really happy and friendly. And my interactions at the stadium now, with all the people that are sitting there at tables wearing the suits, trying to sell tickets, is that way. So I think there is something to be said for, you know, they're trying in that regard, but closing the gap with the Capitals, who have just done it right for so long, it's 
going to take a long time, and it's hard. And the problem is, way more important than that element of just saying hi when you walk by, how'd your Sean Taylor jersey retirement go? Right? Mm-hmm. How'd my, I signed up for a cruise a few months ago. Where do I where do I show up and we're going to look at the photos <laughs> like those those things are more important. Probably your big flag in the ground pillars of, of your regime. If, if you're Jason Wright, what are your 10 largest projects you've done? The first one is the, the rebuild or the rebrand, rebrand, which apparently they claim was the most successful in the history of rebrands. Very successful. We have different ideas, mm-hmm. I guess. But like that's number one. What's number two in terms of the biggest projects they've had? Whether it's, I guess, re- Jersey still with the rebrand. Uh, I'd Not say, rebrand. Yeah. Um, is it? Is it the the ninety greatest? Is it? Is it okay? The, the <laughs> any negative headlines come out of that? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's probably my biggest. What's gripe with next? Them. We've had some Jersey retirements. How did those go? Like, what have been? The, the slam dunks, the biggest things that they've worked on, the biggest projects that the most time and energy and effort's been put in. It's just not a, a great batting average. No, and and these and my, the point I keep coming back to is these are the controllable things. These are the winnable things, right? I mean, the the problem I think they've run into as an organization for so many years is somebody comes in, and I think this is a Snyder top down thing, by the way, where. I need you to make your quota this amount of money this year for for whoever it is, right? Like for the sake of argument, let's say you got to make your ten bucks off Grant Paulson. You got to make ten. Well, you know what? You'd be better served if you made six off Grant this year and got him to commit for fifty years. You got Grant in at six, and next year it's six fifty. Five years from now it's twelve, and you build up that way. They've just had people short term scorched earth. Give me my. I gotta get you ten. I gotta get ten, and they don't care who they get it from. They don't care how they get it. They just got to get it because the pressure is coming from up top. That's why a, a sales ticket, a season ticket person who doesn't know any better, they're just trying to do the job that they've been assigned to do, is calling Giants fans and Eagles fans and Cowboys fans and you know StubHub, this, that, and the other place just to get their tickets sold, just to make, just to meet their quota. They don't invest in their fans. When it's time, you have an opportunity to roll something out to service them. It's always been poor. Let's call our shot on some of the NFL awards for this season, the finalists. Were announced yesterday. We're Grant and Danny. This is the fan. Talk to Ryan Wilson, who's going to join us at the top of the hour to look ahead to the NFL draft and also preview championship weekend. But I'm telling you, if you haven't heard this Westbrook audio, you will thoroughly enjoy. So, Please uh, make sure you're listening coming up a little bit after 6 o'clock here on The Fan. So, Danny, the NFL awards are now doled out at an award show a la the Oscars. One of the differences between you and I is that I love award shows and you hate them. Correct. I will be watching said show. I think it's one of my favorite events of the year, not just in sports, but on TV. I'm guessing you will not be watching the NFL award show. Also correct. I also watch the Oscars and the Emmys and the Grammys and all that stuff. And you watch none of those. Also correct. I do watch if they have Ricky Gervais host it. I watch that on YouTube the next day because he just roasts all the people in the room and I sit there and clap like a seal. That is a fun time. It's my favorite. I think he's probably worn out his welcome. I think so too. I'm not sure if he's getting many more invites. But just some of the categories here, I thought we could rip through these, see if we have any major disagreements. So for the MVP award, I would think Patrick Mahomes, who's the odds-on favorite, Wins comfortably over the rest of the field. Joe Burrow is a candidate. 
Jalen Hurts is in the conversation. But this feels like Mahomes, based on the numbers of success, were bust for me. I think he wins in a landslide. Who finishes second? Because I agree with you on Mahomes. I've thought Hurts all year. The injury at the end with how the Bengals finished, I think Mm -hmm. maybe Burrow finishes second. Burrow's my candidate for second. I think uh, second highest yardage total. Um, look at the passing touchdown numbers were also outstanding for him. 12 and 14, 68% completion percentage. All the numbers add up certainly for Burrow to be legitimate contention. I, I wonder what would have happened if Hertz hadn't gotten injured. I, I wonder if people would have just given it to him because everyone loves to give awards to the new guy. Like that's more fun for award givers. Like there were so many years that Michael Jordan didn't win the MVP. Well, it also feels like the Eagles year hurts his year yeah. to that point. I mean, is he going to do this again? I'm not sure. They'd have Burrow been 15 and 2, will. probably. So, yeah, I think had he have played at the end of the season, they probably would have only lost once or twice at most anyway. Yeah, 15 and 2. You say that. I, I sign up for that. It could have been 16 and 1. Totally. And I could see him winning the MVP if that was the case. The only way Mahomes wouldn't win it, and again, I don't think this is an option, but the only way Mahomes is not your MVP is if people just get tired of the fact that Patrick Mahomes right. is going to win nine of these things, probably. Because that does happen. You kind of vote against someone who you're just tired of seeing thrive. Uh, Other awards. Offensive Player of the Year. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson. This has become the de facto chance for the non-quarterback who had an outstanding season to get crowned. I think with Mahomes winning the MVP likely, the Offensive Player of the Year then goes to Justin Jefferson of the Vikings, who was on the precipice of shattering the catch and yards records before having a bad week 16 and then the Vikings basically sitting their guys for most of week 17 at the end of the season. So Jefferson, 128 catches, 1,800 yards, I think's the offensive player of the year. I think he gets it as well. You know, maybe you add in the second place winner or the second place finisher from, from quarterback. But again, but you're talking about a guy that played every week in in uh, in Jefferson. That's why I would favor for the award. Again, if Hurts played the whole season, I could see that. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. I think it's going to come down to either Nick Bosa or Chris Jones. My guess is Bosa, who's the odds-on favorite right now in betting uh, circles. The edge from the 49ers who we're going to see in the NFC Championship game this weekend. Probably going to win this thing. People sleep on Chris Jones, though. This is like a 15-sack defensive tackle. He's somehow never had a sack in the postseason, which I find inexplicable. But uh, he's great. And then Micah Parsons is probably going to be the bronze medal winner here. That's what generational looks like, people. Two Ah. years in, two great seasons. Already in the conversation for DPOY. I mean, Brian Baldinger did a great breakdown the other day of like a, a, a possession where Parsons was on defense. Defensive end twice on opposite sides, dropped into coverage one time, regular linebacker another time, chasing on a ball carrier, forced one guy back inside, throwing blockers aside. Like, the dude is an absolute weapon. He could he, play corner. He, he could do anything. He could do anything. Absolutely positionless. Just a unique specimen. Coach of the year. The finalists are Doug Peterson from the Jaguars. Got Jacksonville back to the playoffs and on the brink of the AFC Championship game a year after Urban Meyer ran them into the ground. Kyle Shanahan, who's back in the NFC title game with San Francisco, overcame the injury to Trey Lance and to Jimmy Garoppolo. Look what he's done with Brock Purdy. And Brian Dayball of the Giants. Very little weaponry on offense. Turned Daniel Jones' career around. This is Dayball's award for me. I think it is, too. And, you know, some people pointed out that the Giants over-under before the season was around seven wins. I think that was wrong, to be honest with you. Now, not because they overachieved that, but they weren't even that good. Speaking of Purdy, he is a finalist for Offensive Rookie of the Year with Kenneth Walker and Garrett Wilson. I just don't think he played enough games for me. 
Uh, Walker was the best rookie running back. Wilson was the best rookie wide receiver. I like Walker from Seattle. I thought he was a buzzsaw when he got going. He was really good and really effective. I feel like Wilson, I, I don't have a good reason for that. I feel like maybe a, more, a few more highlights here or there. Flashier? Yeah, a bit flashier, but I think the numbers are roughly equivalent. How many yards do you think Kenneth Walker had? 800-some? 1050. Did he really have that many? nine touchdowns. Oh, okay, maybe it's him then. You get 1,000 yards as a rookie, it's yeah. going to be hard not to give it to him. Uh, but we'll look at some of these awards over the next couple days and eventually hand in our ballots here on Grant and Danny. Speaking of NFL awards, we can ask Ryan Wilson what he thinks. CBS Sports Eye on NFL analyst joins us next. He's also a draft expert. Always love his mocks, so we can ask him what's going on at the top of the draft board and what might work for the commanders in the middle of the first round. That's next on Grant and Danny. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 